Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, surviving two houses with our special guest, our kids. This week, Paige is not on the show, and I know you're all disappointed about that. She's the better half of the show. We all know that. But I get to host it this uh, week, not just by myself, but I had this crazy idea to ask some of my older children who actually live between two households what it was like to live between two households as teenagers, being thrown into that, and what it's like to um, be an adult coming back home and still having to balance between two households. So I interviewed them. I interviewed them individually, and then I brought them together. On this episode, you're going to hear what they had to say together after I'd interviewed them separately. So our special guests are Dallin, Jacob, and Julianne. I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with them. It will be interesting, kiddos, when you listen to the podcast to hear what your siblings have to say. Oh. <laughs> yes, talk about me? Yep. No. No, <laughs> we didn't. It's just fascinating to hear the difference, the different perspectives from you three. But you all said some similar things. On the hard parts, what do you think you all said about what, were, what was hard? Schedule. Scheduling everything. Mm. Yeah, scheduling. And yeah, I was. Say, I'm guessing we all said keeping track of our stuff. Yeah, I was. Gonna yep, say that was, was the other thing. Yep, keeping track of our stuff, scheduling. That was it. That was common between losing things. Common between other uh, households. One of you said the rules were different at the homes. Oh. Uh, the food was different. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, quite different. <laughs> quite different. Well, especially when you're a single dad, dad. I mean. Oh, no, don't give me that. <laughs> Who does all the cooking? You do now, but. Not at the beginning. It was bad. It was a little really experimental. It wasn't was very bad. good. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad at the beginning, I have to admit. But now. You're pretty good at cooking now, yeah. I'm in my groove now. You're an amazing cook. Yeah, I'm I'm in my groove. That's why Paige has diverticulitis because I'm such a good cook, right? I've destroyed <laughs> her colon. Um, all right. So let's. Uh, all right. What was the other thing that some of you said? Clo losing things. Um, transitions were hard. What do you guys think? There were too many transitions. Would it have been better week on week off? Or was the 2255 okay? I personally like the 2255. It was a lot of transitions, but it felt like you were, I felt like week on, week off, which we did some summers, was kind of like you're away from one house way too long, so you can't, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So you kind of miss being at the other house. I feel like doing the 2255 thing you kind of feel like you're living at both houses at the same time. Whereas the week on week mm -hmm. off felt like you're living at this house this week, this house that week. What about you, Jacob? 
You're not saying anything. Um, yeah, I would, I would say it's it's too many transitions, but also a whole week seems like a long time. And also for me, a big thing is it's nice that I'm always at my mom's uh, like on Tuesdays, right? So if we have youth night, my mom's always the one to take me. Right. Um, so that just makes it consistent. And, and what's interesting, we just recently changed. It was always Monday and Tuesday at your mom's, Wednesday and Thursday at, at dad's. We just changed that this year because youth night moved to Tuesday nights instead of Wednesday and Thursday. And it just changed this year. So the kids are with us Monday, Tuesday, and it discombobulated the, the two kids. Madeline, oh, it, it like threw them for a loop. Where am I supposed to go? Because they've grown up always. I'm always at mom's on Monday and Tuesday. I'm always at dad's on Wednesday and Thursday. And we flipped it around this year. It'll flip back next year, uh, more than likely. Um, so it's interesting to hear you guys say that even as teenagers, you prefer the 2255. Yeah, I for sure did as well. And yeah. very, very interesting. Um, what about, um, uh, one of you said you were embarrassed about having two households. You know who you are. <laughs> was it just me? It was just you. Just, you, just me? Did, well, you I was boys really weren't shy. embarrassed about it? Were, I think it was did, a personality thing. Did you ever talk about it with your friends? I never talked about divorce or anything like that with my friends unless their parents were also divorced. Okay. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, I would say about the same. Unless like I was going through something really hard due to the two households on my Bring, bring it up with a close friend, but usually I, I didn't talk about it. Okay, so you were you, you didn't talk about it because maybe you were embarrassed or you just didn't want to talk about it. I mean, that's just my personal life. What do you guys think? I'd say it's just a personal life thing. Okay, down. All right, so let's see that question again. Uh, you didn't bring it up with your friends because it was an embarrassing topic or was it just too personal? Yeah, I think it's too personal. I think, you know, it was, I was still trying to process it all, even throughout after I left the house. So, how was I going to process it, talk about it with friends? Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. Um, another hard thing for you guys was understanding the different rules of the different houses and also understanding the rules between houses. You, um, two of you mentioned being pooled right? Yep. Like, hey, I wanted to go to the movies with my mom on my birthday, but I'm supposed to be at my dad's that year, right? That was tough for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Still still tough now? Oh, it still is. Yeah. You think, you think that when you leave home, it, it's going to go away, but it just makes it harder. question i don't know the answer to it i'm asking you guys would it be better if your mom and i lived further away now that you're an adults now as kids we obviously need to live close otherwise you can't do the 2255 um would it be better if we lived 400 miles away oh yeah definitely like as an adult it, it would be fantastic though i'm gonna, to be honest just because 
when I go visit you, you're visiting it's your me. time, period. It's not like you're going, you're, you're being pulled to different directions. So when you go visit that one parent, it's you're visiting them and not visiting Interesting. Folks. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, oh. what do you think? Yeah, I'd probably agree. Um, just because Christmas is very busy. Um, I remember it's just like Andy, she it was her first divorce Christmas <laughs> um, being home with us. And yeah, it was a lot for her. Um, she enjoyed it, but like, you know, she has two other siblings for her. Christmas is a lot lower key, a lot, you know, slower. So ours is high, high, high velocity, right? It's a lot Joanne. to do because there's half the time. <laughs> yeah, half the time. All right. What about you, Julianne? Do you like if we live further away, would that be better yeah. or not? That's a really good question. I feel like Dallin and I have talked about this a lot um, because I had some times where I was just terrible at balancing my time or just kind of fed up with it. It would make it easier if I had money. You know what I mean? If I uh -huh. had the time and money to visit both of you, that'd be great. But as a college student, it's super convenient that you're both in the same place. But I'm thinking like, once I get married and have a family, it would be more convenient for you to be in different places because I could make more of a schedule, you know, for every holiday. Like, oh, I'll be here for this holiday. Um, yeah. That's got to be tough. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Maybe like, um, sorry, it's just playing in. Um, I definitely agree with Julian on that point because, you know, when moving two people was already enough, you know, with Andy and I, but if we have, you know, two, three kids, you know, babies, that, that's a lot to haul back and forth. That is just not practical. I would rather stay home than have to go visit both. And, you know, on that point, maybe once, you know, all the kids are out of the house and we all have families and stuff to bring it, maybe when we go visit and you two are both living near each other, we just decide we're going to be with dad for these days and we're going to be with mom for these days. And we're not going to go over to the other house, even though they're close to each other, we treat it like you're you know, super yeah. far apart. But what if Jacob's kids choose, Jacob and his family choose a different day than you? And Perfect. More <laughs> quiet time for me. That <laughs> 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 you know, brings up a good point. I mean, it, it'll, it'll get complicated when we have families and try to coordinate mm -hmm. everything. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. Um, and, you know, Paige and I already talked about this. We will travel to go visit kids. We will. We do. So, um, I better start making more money or maybe I'll buy an airplane or something so I can fly around. Cause my kids are spreading all over the, all over the place. <laughs> Not that much. That's Not that much. Matthew's in Georgia. That's true. Yeah. Alan's in San Diego. Jacob's going to end up in somewhere in California, Arizona, West, Colorado. The West though. I mean, most everyone's in the West at the exception of Matthew. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe down Jacob will take a job in North Carolina or Georgia. Or Michigan. Michigan, Jacob. Japan. Too cold. Too cold for me. Don't go to Michigan. <laughs>
everything. What? Double, double holidays. Double holidays. Yeah. Double holidays. Yeah. Double holidays. Um, and you guys remember that first Christmas, right? It's the best. Oh, so crazy. So crazy, right? But double holidays. So double the presents. Double the birthday parties. Double everything. Dallin said something very interesting. Double the parents. Mm. Dallin, you want to explain yourself? I think the idea is that the step parents are there to, they want, all they want to do is connect with you and, you know, have a relationship with you. So they're willing to work with you. And oftentimes they can be a good ally to help you with your parents. So, you know, your step parents end up being kind of like a close friend or a close aunt or uncle. So that's, that's kind of what I was saying. You have, you have double the parents, you have that connection, which kind of helps you with your parents, mm-hmm. your biological parents. Yeah. That was pretty insightful, Dallin. Yeah, I definitely agree with Dallin. At least in our situation, step parents were silver lining. I know, unfortunately, that's not the case for everyone, but we. Like Cinderella. Very, yeah. <laughs> But we got very lucky. We have a phenomenal stepdad and we have an amazing stepmom. No, I, I totally agree. I appreciate your stepdad quite a bit. As I mentioned to Dallin, um, he does things with you guys I can't do. I can't sail a ship. I get seasick, right? He goes camping with you, which I can't stand camping. I hate it. But um, he enjoys those types of things. Uh, so I think, I think it's wonderful that... Um, he's been in your guys' life. I think it's a, a great um, benefit. So, um, Julianne added something. This one's really fascinating. A benefit is you learn responsibility. Yeah, explain that, Julianne. Yeah. So not that I was the most responsible child, and I did kind of have the caveat of some kids have to learn how to be independent and responsible if their parents are working or they have a harder home life. And I don't think we had a hard home life per se, but I had to learn how to keep track of my stuff. I had to learn how to keep track of my homework and in track of my schedule. Whereas before I wasn't at all really kind of just went with the flow and went where my parents told me to go. Yeah. That that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most 11-year-olds don't have a shared calendar, so. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that was one of the tips we should have mentioned was we had a shared Google calendar. We could see everywhere where all the kids were going. Your mom could see it. Uh, You kids could see it. We could see it. It it was wonderful. It it kept us. I don't think we ever left a kid anywhere for very long. Yeah. Sure. Super helpful. So good. All right. Tips and tricks, kiddos. Interesting. You guys all had a lot of different things to say about tips and tricks. Um, Number one was communicating uh, schedules because you all worked in high school. You all Mm -hmm. had a lot of extracurricular activities. So that calendar was key um, to letting us know where you were and the expectation of where you were. I thought that was very interesting. Um, Jacob, I, I, I think you got the quote on the tips and tricks. Be comfortable with awkward. You want to explain? 
Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I was telling dad about the time that I was giving my farewell talk right before my mission. And um, my girlfriend at the time came from the Bay Area with her family to meet my family. And right after church, um, they went and had lunch with my with mom. And then like two hours later, they went to dad's and had dinner with them. And it was a little nerve wracking because I'm like, oh, I have to put like this poor family through this weird situation where they have to meet two sets of parents and eat two meals in a matter of like three hours. Um, so yeah, I was, just, yeah, the sooner you can get comfortable with that, it was the best thing to do. I wasn't going to make them drive out here, you know, from the Bay area twice to meet two sets of parents. So. Yeah. Do you guys agree with them on that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, and you know, well, I'm not, no, just the, the fact that because you're splitting your time 50, 50, you like have as much time with every parent. So you, you kind of cram everything in and it creates awkward situations where I, now, yeah, it creates super awkward situations. You're exhausted after visiting home because <laughs> you're constantly going, going, going. And yeah. Another really interesting one was by Julianne. Um, buy two of of everything. <laughs> two sets of toiletries, two sets of textbooks. If you can get your school to do it, um, that's actually a good. That's a good point. Try try to minimize as much of the, what you're bringing between houses. Mm-hmm. It simplifies it a lot. You know, Jacob's solution to that for his hobbies was he had mom's house hobbies and dad's house hobbies so he never brought the hobby stuff between houses interesting yeah that's a good way to approach it that is Uh, it's fascinating another common thing and a common thing but with two different approaches was don't make don't have a main home between the two (laughs) households one is not the main house that jacob and julianne both said this but your solution to it was the opposite. So yeah. Julianne, you want to explain? Yeah. So I said, don't have a main home and make your, make your bedroom or your space, your own at both homes. So get the, you know, the sheets that you want at one home, get the decorations that you want at one home and make them both your own. They can be different, but both, both your own. So. And Jacob, what was your solution? So don't make a, <laughs> Mine was neither bedroom is your bedroom. (laughs) For me, the bedroom was where I would stay. It was my hotel room (laughs) for two days. You know what? Actually, brings up a. Yeah, you guys have opposite approaches. See, I I don't know if I agree with that statement. Okay, let's hear it. Because, well, I I agree with Jacob. I didn't really feel like anywhere was like I had my own space, but at the same time. I think I put a lot more time and effort into one of my bedrooms versus the other bedroom. Really? And yeah, because I think when, when you, because the stuff I had before the divorce, I didn't bring everything over from one house to the other house. I kind of wanted everything I wanted in one spot. So one house became all new things and the other house became all my old stuff. One was nostalgic and the other one was new stuff. 
Yeah. That's so, nice. and then the rooms in the, I, what ended up happening is one of my rooms was super clean. One of my rooms was dirty all the time. They, and they were stylized differently, which kind of, I don't know, it, it felt different. So I, I feel like a blend of those two. And maybe for some people making one bedroom, like this is kind of my personal space. When I'm over at this other house, this is like my vacation home or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you're, you're comfortable in it, but you're not, maybe it's not like entirely your space. Interesting. Yeah. Three different, three different approaches on this one. That's very <laughs> interesting. And you guys were all raised by the same parents. Yeah. Yeah. Three, three, very interesting. Um, the other thing. I thought was interesting here was you all three of you learned your parents were not perfect. You all said that. They aren't perfect. Was that heart crushing? Yeah, I would, I would say just, you know, at every kid comes to that moment, they're like, Oh my gosh, they don't know everything. You know, they're not perfect. Um, and ours just happened to be a very disheartening discovery, right? Which was that when you got divorced, it's like they, you know, they can mess up and they messed up big time. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, we did. Down yeah. what? I didn't, You're shaking your head. What? Not shaking it. I don't disagree. Or I agree. Um, Joan, you go. I'm, I'm trying to formulate um yeah i agree with jacob that every kid goes through that i have friends who are like oh i can't stand my you know my parent because we don't see eye to eye on this one you know issue and they really or their parents really stubborn on something so i think everyone does but usually it's in their adulthood um where i i I told dallin later when you're in your 40s maybe your 30s you'll appreciate your parents a lot more guaranteed I appreciate my dad a lot more. I totally appreciate. um, I totally appreciate my parents. And I. um, I said you didn't. I said you'll appreciate (laughs) me more when you're older. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a young age to figure that out. But I think it was. That's really heartbreaking for a kid to go through because all of a sudden you question a lot of things. But at the same time, I think that was beneficial for me because um, it made me realize that no one is perfect because I was, I guess I was a very judgmental child. (laughs) And so it helped me prepare to be more empathetic to... So... I, the hardest thing I thought for me was when your parents contradict each other, which happens no matter what divorce you're in, your parents are going to contradict each other. Oh, even in non-divorced families, your parents contradict each other. Yeah, but with the, the difference is when your parents are divorced, sometimes those contradictions can be opposing to one or the other. And that's where things get tricky. And I think that's when you start to see faults of your parents. You start to see some of their, um, you know, thought processes and some things 
things that parents probably shouldn't be telling their kids leak out. And it's, it, make, it makes it very confusing and difficult to try and grasp the idea that your parents can give you conflicting messages and your parents are supposed to be that foundation of people that you can look to to seek answers. So you have to kind of <clears throat> find a way to live with that dissonance, that, that contradiction, and realize that there's truth and lies to both of it. You have to find, you have to kind of accept that. That even though there's contradictions, it's not that one parent is 100% evil or good or 100% right or wrong. They're human and they make mistakes. They say things they don't really mean or maybe they they lie without maybe even realizing they're lying. So you have to, you have to kind of embrace the fact that there's going to be contradictions and there's really nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And, just, and I think uh, the thing that helped me the most is realizing that your parents are different than who they used to be. Who they are now is hopefully better. And you can kind of just look, forget, let go of the past and keep moving forward. Look towards the future and um, some, yeah, look, look towards the future, address those issues, don't just bury them down. But sometimes it's okay to just move on. Yeah, Jacob, what were you going to say? Um, I was going to say that, yeah, I would definitely agree. It's hard that you get, it's hard to get contradicting advice from two parents. I felt like that was very hard to navigate when I was younger because you're supposed to do what your parents tell you to do. Um, as an adult, I've actually found it helpful because now I'm making my own decisions. Um, I'm, you know, living my own life. And sometimes, you know, I like having the two different opinions, right? Because you, you do, you two have different lifestyles and well, there's quite a lot of similarities. There's still some things that, you know, you guys have different opinions on, whether that's, you know, how you handle money or, um, yeah, just stuff like that. So it's nice to kind of get those two opinions and kind of then formulate my, you know, my own thoughts and my own feelings around both of them. No, I, li- I like that, Jay. And it is different when you're an adult, right? When you're in the when you're a teenager, when you're in the house, we parent differently. We do have to tell you what to do. Still, we um, but when you're an adult, we don't tell you what to do. We just give you our opinion. You may try. I, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth no, no, telling no, you that, what that, to that's, do. That's a good point, though, Jacob. Like, even though there, there may be contradictory information, as an adult, you can definitely parse it out a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can take it like, oh, this is like two people giving me their advice, not two authorities telling you what I have to do. Yeah, and that's how it was back in you know high school or middle school. And that was well, it, it kind of has to be, right? You're in yeah. the home. Yeah. And there's rules in the house, right? Um, and, you know, we tried our best to, I tell you, I'll tell you guys what, when you're my age and you're raising adults, you're going to learn something very interesting only give your opinion when it's asked for mm. that's so hard especially when you've been parenting uh where you know hey kids get ready to go to swim like i just had to do before we started videotaping this because sam and david were zombies downstairs right and they had a swim this afternoon yeah get ready for swim. eat something before you go to swim 
It's almost like you have to turn that switch off as soon as they leave. Oh, it is so hard. hard. It is so hard. Um, and when you guys come back and you stop and you start acting like you were teenagers again, <laughs> it's like, Jacob, we're leaving. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, hey, guys, this has been wonderful. Thank you for coming on Where's the Lemonade and, uh, and being, frankly, my lemonade for this week. It's been great talking to you guys. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Dad. If you like today's episode, give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Yeah.